Hey, Galaxy Defenders. It's Stephanie. And Sam. And you're listening to McCute, an American podcast for McFly. In this podcast, we discuss McFly's music single by single and album by album. If you like what you hear, rate our podcast on your favorite podcast streaming site. It may not seem like a lot, but it helps the podcast out so much. And since you're there already, give Miku a follow so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Today's episode is all about That's the Truth, the third single from Above the Noise. It's been a year since we've set up uh, recording equipment and did a podcast anything. And the previous two episodes were already recorded recorded in 2022. We're now in 2023. And we're recording That's the Truth and the album episode uh, in 2023. And releasing it on our third anniversary. Yeah, we're giving them all to you at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I want to apologize for the hiatus and like not talking about the hiatus at all like we didn't like post anything about it it just like sort of happened <laughs> which is i feel what happened with McFly. <laughs> yeah we're just copying our heroes <laughs> we just wanted to address it in these episodes we're recording this year because it'd be kind of weird if we never did but as for the future of miku after these episodes we are going to take a little hiatus again a planned one this time a planned one this time until things in life just start to settle down and then we'll be back to do the other stuff right yeah there's the compilation best of album again (laughs) again (laughs) mick busted young dumb thrills and then if they ever release this other album. Yeah, let's see who's faster, us or them. It's a race now. <laughs> I know you're listening, Harry Judd, so bring it. But yeah, just wanted to address that. And that's our truth. Bringing it back around. But I have some fun facts for That's the Truth. Tell us. It released March 7th, 2011, but it premiered January 15th, 2011. It peaked at number 35 on the UK singles chart. Hardly any promotion was done for the single due to Dougie entering rehab for depression and alcohol abuse. The critics were split. Some thought it was great. Others thought it was quote unquote cheesy. I also know that you said it peaked at number 35. Yeah. That makes it McFly's second worst charting single to date. It is only second to Falling in Love, which peaked at, as we discussed last year, number 87. That is horrifying. And, you know, I went on Twitter after we recorded that or released that episode or something. And I think the tweet was like, Stephanie's having a conniption fit because of falling in love how do you guys feel about it and everyone was like oh my god i love falling in love falling in love so good and i'm in the twitter comments like but it peaked at 87 (laughs) where were you guys (laughs) when it was when it came out yeah that's just it's unfortunate i say it in the episode and i still stand by it today that falling in love should have been peaked a lot higher than 87 yeah i stand by i stand by it too and like these are mcfly's only two singles to be not in the top 20, right? Like, then, so, like, it's Falling in Love at 85, and then That's the Truth at 35, and then the next closest one is Do Ya at number 18. 
So like every other single they've released besides these these two were in the top twenty, but not that's the truth. Hmm. Maybe it has something to do with like the low promotion, right? Like they were dealing with like real life stuff in the background and felt like putting their friends first above their careers was the most important thing, which it is. Absolutely. I, I, I am on that train. So maybe that's why it only peaked at 35. Maybe if real life stuff wasn't happening, it would have been a little higher, but maybe not. Who knows? I don't know. I think it would be higher. I don't think, I don't think that the chart in this case is representative of fan response. Like with Party yeah. Girl, we talked about it peaked at like number six, but then it was just like, bloop, 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 bloop. Like that's the sound <laughs> of sinking. And, like, it just, like, fell off the charts within, like, three or four weeks. It, like, wasn't even in the top 100. And, like, that feels to yeah. me like a fan response because people were, like, Bleh. But I think that this one is, like, a fan fave. You know, like, it feels beloved to me. And I don't think it's only because it's beloved to me. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually know if it is, personally. But, like, Lucy said in her soundbite for us about Party Girl, like, that this song is the reason that she didn't just, like, completely stop listening to McFly after Above the Noise, right? That's the truth. Yeah. Saved her, like, opinion of McFly, you know? She was like, what is this garbage for the entire album until she got to That's the Truth? And then she was like, there's the band I know. There's the band I love. They're still in there. And then she stayed a fan all these years later. Uh, yeah, that's six songs away. Like, if you know the track list, um, Party Girl is number two. Mm-hmm. And then That's the Truth is number eight. So she... <laughs> was like i don't know about this and then the eighth song came on she's like oh maybe right you suffered through seven songs which we'll talk about all of those songs on the album episode but i don't think that peaking at number 35 is because people didn't like it i think you're right i think it was more about promotion and like yeah media and not fan response i think it just came out a little quieter because they were dealing with other stuff but fans seem to really actually i think respond to this song yeah how do you respond to this song you know i forget about it a lot but whenever it's actively playing i am i'm like in it right whenever it comes on i love it like i'm rocking out to it Mm -hmm. like i love to sing along to this song like one of the critics called it like an anthem chorus uh, and like yeah. an orchestra and like that's how I feel you know like when you listen to the things that your friends say you're gonna get lonely <laughs> you know like, like I just like I want to like scream all right why do you treat me like this when I give my all to you and etc so like <laughs> it's not- that's actually how the um unedited version goes where they just like etc etc moving on yes. that's what Danny says because he never remembers the words um <laughs> but yeah so like I don't think of it, if you just ask me cold, I'm not already, like, the song's not playing, and we're not actively thinking about this album, and just just cold call me one day, and you say, hey, Sam, what are your favorite McFly tunes? I don't know that I'm going to think of this one. It's not going to come up. It's not going to come to my brain. Like, it's not in my heart. Mm-hmm. But whenever it's playing, I cannot resist it. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the song because it's, like, nostalgic for me. Like, 2010 was uh i'm trying to think of how old i was i was when they released this i think i was a senior in high school i just (laughs) senior year in high school i don't really think of this song 
like you were saying, but like it makes me nostalgic for that time because like it's angsty, it's like an anthem, and like I'm a senior in high school, right? I'm like ready to like go out in the world and like bring it my own. And like that's not the vibe this song is, obviously. This song's about like this guy <laughs> fighting for his lady, sort of. Um, but that's just like the feeling of the song. I'm gonna be real with you guys. I wrote these notes like a year ago, and uh, I ha- I re-listened to the song and re-watched the video, and I was like just dancing around in my living room, thirty minutes before we record this podcast, because it's just that good, right? And like I reread my notes, and I was like, I still feel the same way. It's just <laughs> that good. Yeah, I, like I also reread my notes, and and like you know that's when I was like, I love to sing along, right? And it it. It really is just that good. I did add, I was like, this song goes hard with a heart as the only like new addition to my notes that I wrote in this whole thing. (laughs) So we are clearly That's the Truth fans. Put us down in the pro column. Another review I looked up, because I try to find like reviews from like when it first came out, right? Like so contemporary reviews Mm -hmm. of this time and not like 2023 reviews called it impossible to resist. Like that was their exact words, which is how I feel about it, right? Yeah. Um, and then the rest of that quote is slightly less glowing, but it's it's nothing we haven't heard before is what the review says, but then says it's impossible to re- resist. And I don't I think nothing we haven't heard before is maybe a little harsh. But what what to, that means to me is that it's like it's not one that I remember, but it is impossible to resist. Like, I think that's just the perfect description of it. Yeah. Right. Impossible. to resist. That's like a it's like a backhanded compliment from your mom. But <laughs> right. thank you. Yeah. Like, thanks. <laughs> rude. But. Also, you're right. You cannot resist this song. I dare you to, like, put this song on and then just sit there like you're in a Lutheran church. <laughs> Catholic um, church. <laughs> I will say, I was listening to the song and I was singing the wrong line that I always sing with this song. So the real line is, never find the evidence on me. Right? On But me. I always... Yeah, but the way Danny sings it, it's May. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I always thought the line was, never find the effort of somebody. <laughs> I-, <laughs> I love that. That is one of the biggest divots we've had so far in this podcast, except for whatever I thought they were singing about tractor beams. <laughs> oh, no, that was the real line, wasn't it? Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, like, I was listening to it again for this this podcast and i was like never find the effort of somebody and it's like no that's not the right word i can hear it (laughs) honestly like yeah there is but like the way he would sing it and the way i would sing it with him and i thought those were the words it matched yeah i love it so (laughs) i I mean it was notorious for this right like we're notorious for this uh, being like what are the words we're singing them wrong but it's because like do they enunciate come on like we had to like dm harry to be like what are the lyrics to the lost songs because you never release lyrics and these are impossible to understand (laughs) like you're not bruce springsteen danny jones (laughs) he wants to be so bad yeah, I just thought, since I always make fun of you for your wrong lines, <laughs> I would uh, bring myself full force and come clean. Welcome to the club. About. 
maybe he would say like never find the effort of somebody (laughs) never find the evidence on me yeah i don't know i don't know that's what i always thought the line was and that's how i would always sing it and i guess when i wrote my notes a year ago i finally realized that wasn't the lyric and then when i was listening to it again um i was singing the wrong line again you immediately forgot (laughs) and then i heard it like i was like oh (laughs) and like what i was singing didn't even go with the rest of the verse like the chorus right so so like he sings because i can tell you right now that you'll never find the evidence on me Mm -hmm. and that's the truth so if it was my line it would be i guess i could tell you right now that you never find the effort of somebody and that's the truth (laughs) and like maybe it does kind of go together right like he's like you won't find evidence of me being with somebody else on me and like my line was like you never find you know somebody else on me right i love it i love it i like this revision (laughs) so i think it goes i think i should be a lyricist tom hit me up this actually, this makes sense why you're like, I think of this in high school, like nostalgic, like we're going out into the world, you know, you're thinking, you're singing about like effort, right? You're like, you're ne- never going to find the effort of somebody. And you're like about to be a grown up, like trying really hard. I don't know. There's something there, maybe. <laughs> that like you think of this song when you're like, brave new world, <laughs> even though it's a song about not cheating. <laughs> I didn't cheat, but you're uh, saying that I did? Yeah. Your friends are saying that I did, which is a whole new thing, right? Yeah. Not a whole new thing. I don't know why I said that. Like, I'm thinking of Ariel, I guess. A whole new world. <laughs> but, yeah. It's like, I, I like the song, in summary. This is the song that, like, is about the guy at the bar who's singing, like, Oh, nah, honey, I'm good. I should have another, but I probably should not. Like, and, uh, and every single girl in that bar, like, heard that song and was like, that guy's a douche. He totally cheated on his girlfriend. And then he's like, no, I went home. <laughs> <laughs> the whole song is about how I went home. <laughs> I find it funny that you know that song, but you don't know, like, other <laughs> songs. Because <laughs> that song's just like, does anyone know that song? I know that song Everyone because knows that it, song. Do they? Do they? Yeah. Who sings that? Now you're asking too much. I have no idea. <laughs> I think it's Andy Grammer. Let me see if I'm right. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm right. So it's Andy Grammer. It's f- funny to me that you know a random Andy Grammer song, but you don't know like a Backstreet Boys song. I don't even know who Andy Grammer is, but I know that song for some reason. No idea how I know it. I just feel like I've known it for a long time. It's catchy as hell. I don't know. All right. See us, see us next week on our Andy Grammer podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I never really liked that song because he was like, I'm good. I have to go home to my honey. Right? Like, he's just like, I don't know. It just like kind of gave me like a real creep vibe. Oh yeah. Cause he's like, if I stay, I won't leave alone. And it's like, what? Like, you know, and on the one hand, yeah, he knows enough to like cut himself off and go home. But on the other hand, like, is it supposed to be that hard to like not cheat? Like, do you have to try that hard to, and like, and I think that's partially the reason I'm bringing it up is cause that's what this song is. Right. Is like, he didn't cheat on her, but all of her friends said he did. And so like, Option one, 
Her friends are the worst and are making up lies about a perfectly nice boy. Right? Option two, <laughs> he has a bad reputation and no one believes him when he tells the truth because he makes it look like it's really hard not to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> Is this song about Andy Grammer? <laughs> I always went with the version of events that he didn't cheat on her and that her friends are lying. Maybe because they just don't like him, you know? Because they're jealous, I think, is in the lyrics, right? They wish they had what we had, and it's jealousy that's in the way. Should we just karaoke this song? Yeah, I think as so. the I intro? Think that, yeah, I think instead of talking about it, we should just sing it. <laughs> you know, if you were ever hypothetically in this situation where this song would apply to you, uh, I could see how it happens that it was just a lie told by someone who was jealous and feeling a little mean that day. It's true. I mean, it, it, they do say, like, if you listen to the things that your friends say, you're going to be lonely. How can you treat me like that when I gave my all to you? Yeah. The implication is that he didn't do anything wrong. It's not even, like, kind of yeah. shady, the way that the Andy Grammer song is kind of shady. It's just straight up, like, he's been framed <laughs> by some bad friends. Yeah, I can see, like, bad friends. I can see, like... um your parents like maybe they don't like the person you're dating and like well Susie from down the street told me that they were messing around with Carla right I know you weren't just talking last night with Denise that was Shania Twain I like maybe I think to choose of it that way that he didn't do anything wrong because at the beginning of the song I believe he is honestly like no I didn't do those things like why would you think that like I blah 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 but then like towards the end of the song he's like this is stupid um, I'm just like clearing the, I'm just doing this now to clear my name because it's not true. It's not obviously a yeah. breakup song to me until about halfway through the song, right? But it does seem like they broke up over this. Not because he yeah. cheated, but because she didn't trust him. We've talked a lot about the song. Let's move on to the best video that McFly have ever made, in my honest, humble opinion. <laughs> Calling all Dougie girls, bring, bring, it's Stephanie, this one's for you. Um, he looks amazing. (laughs) (laughs) He, he cut his hair, he still got all his three million bracelets on him, but like, he cut his hair, he's brunette now, I don't know if that's his natural hair color, or if he dyed it, who knows. But he just looks so good. And he's wearing, like, a little button-up shirt. Mm. Mm. The only problem with him cutting his hair and being brunette now is, like, sometimes when I was watching the performance bits of this (laughs) video, I couldn't tell him and Danny apart. Um, I had to look at their shirts for a hot second. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, which one are you? Raise your head. (laughs) Obviously, like, when Danny's singing, it's Danny, right? But, like, during those times that Tom's singing or, like, they're just playing music, like, they're all, their heads are bowed and, like, playing this. And, like, I get it, I guess. But, like... Who are you? But he looks really good. He does look really good. And I feel like this music video single-handedly kick-started his acting career. Just saying. It's funny that it's Dougie because Dougie's the one that became an actor. It's also, like, tragic to me that it's Dougie. Right? Like, there's, like, a 25% chance that it was going to be Dougie that they picked to, like, be the focus of the song in, like, the, the sad depression room. It's like, oh, it's Dougie, LOL, and now he's an actor. Which was the joke I just made, but then, like, also, like, it it makes it all so much sadder 
to know that, like, he was weeks away yeah. from rehab when they were filming this, right? Like, it just, like, breaks my heart to, like, watch, even though this is a script, to, like, watch him struggle with, like, all that sort of, like, pacing the room and, like, breaking the things and, like, holding his head in his hand and, like, crying. But, like, yeah, that's a script for this song, obviously. But, like, knowing that, like, he would be in rehab within, like, weeks or months of filming this, just, like, it really gets me. I don't know. It just, like, it's really sad. It really adds something to this video and, like, the background noise, right? Like, um, this happens all the time with, like, literary people, right? Like, they'll write a story and then you'll find out that, like, oh, while they were writing this story, like, she was suffering from bipolar disorder. I don't know. Like, right? Like, it just, like, adds something, like, real and, like, not saying the songs are relatable, but, like, it adds something, like, real and, like, relatable and, like, these are humans to it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, an extra, like, real life context that's, like, like, baby, I just want to give him a hug. Yeah. Yeah. His, like, fictional girlfriend doesn't believe him in this context of the song and then also in real life, he's, like, going through some stuff and I'm just, like, ugh. I don't have a lot of notes on here about being sad. I have a lot of notes of how hot he is, so... Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, we can, like, move on. We can just be like, let's acknowledge we're really proud that you got sober, Dougie, but you know what? It's been, like, 12 years, and, like, <laughs> yes, we can move on, because they all look so good. They do. Again! <laughs> I will say, I do not like Tom's hat, but that's all I'm going to say. Oh, I did like Tom's hat. Of course you like Tom's hat. Of course you would. But <laughs> <laughs> those hats just really... I don't even think back in 2010 I liked them. I, I feel like with the little, like, the little hat, they're all wearing these button-ups with open collars. Yeah. This is my exact <laughs> male aesthetic. All that's missing are like the suspenders, right? <laughs> um, and, like, yeah. and this is what I want to look like when I dress androgynous because this is what I think is, like, one of the hottest ways that men can look, right? When they're, like, got their rolled-up button-ups, <laughs> you know, their sleeves are rolled up, and they're got their button-downs open a little bit. I'm like, oh, God, mm. like, I love it. Are they wearing vests? Are they wearing vests? I can't remember. I didn't make note of the vests. I feel like I would have, but I... I feel like you would have yeah. if they were. Uh, but the vests are also, that would be crucial, yes, if we, they were really trying to go for the Sam Edmonds male aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we have to make this video Dougie centric for stuff, and then we'll dress like the Sam. Right. We'll put Danny in a vest <laughs> for the performance. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think there's a vest, but everything else. Well, they do. There is a blazer, right? Like, okay, yeah. I love it. Like, <laughs> I just, I love it. <laughs> I um don't know. I think there's something wrong with me, in the fact that um, when he starts trashing that room, I'm like, that's hot, right? Like, I, <laughs> I think there might be something psychologically there, and maybe I um, should Freudian that up. But um, he, like, just starts, like, throwing things off the dresser. And, like, I think he, like, does he throw up the bed, or am I just, like, imagining that? Um, I don't think he actually does. I don't remember. But he does sort of, like, knock a lot of things over and, like, on the nightstand. Yeah, and then breaks stuff and then rips things and it's just it's a good look you're like really into it <laughs> i will say there comes there comes a time where it is a little bit too much right like if i ever feel like i am scared 
of this person who's trashing my home. That would be too much. Sure, but it's not your home, so. But it's not my home, so it's fine. <laughs> and it's, like, magically <laughs> clean in the morning. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> it's because of the rain, okay? Let's talk about that flooding that's not in my panties, but in this video. The Hillary Duff, like, let the rain fall down and wake Yeah, the Hillary Duff. <laughs> like, her house didn't flood in that video, but it has a lot of coming clean vibes. But it really does. It, like, you know, like, like Hillary Duff saw, I wanna feel the thunder, I wanna scream. And, like, what else is that except for Dougie, like, Ugh, ugh, like throwing pictures and like breaking shit right and then the rain falls down and he's coming clean yeah so i looked up symbolism for like what rain and floods represent oh my god we are so intellectual right now <laughs> <laughs> let, let me talk about my wet panties and actually the symbolism of rain is this um <laughs> so rain represent symbolically um unhappiness Rebirth slash growth, foreboding, determination, breaking of a drought, a cause for introspection and cleansing. So it makes sense why Hillary Duff's Come Clean was about all about rain. I think Taylor Swift also has a song about coming clean that involves rain. Yeah. So like rain is all about like cleansing yourself, right? And like a rebirth, a regrowth, or it can be in a happiness, which like when the rain starts, he's very unhappy. Yeah, it looks right? like tears. Yeah. Like on purpose, he's, right? He's, he, it's foreboding. It's very unhappy. But the flood, I think, is the kicker here. Mm -hmm. Because flood's symbolism is big life changes, end of one cycle, beginning of another, and purification. Yeah. So, like, he, like, the rain comes down, it's sad, and then his room floods, and it's just, like, purifies and it's the end of a cycle right because they broke up and he's beginning a new one it purifies the room and his room is clean yeah there's a lot of like peace in that face like when the water comes like dougie's just sitting there and like his face is so still and like he stopped instead of like burying his face in his hands and stuff like he sort of sat up maybe this is the difference between the dougie girl and the not dougie girl where you're like mm, it's so hot when he's trashing the hotel room this like breaks my heart right i feel like it's hard to watch not because it's bad but because like i'm so emotional in the not hot and bothered way just the like sad and bothered way right <laughs> you know like he calls her and she doesn't answer and he's pacing back and forth and he's so restless and like it like gives me secondhand anxiety to like watch him stress out <laughs> this much like i'm like stressed watching him be stressed and so for me that like when he sits down and like that flood comes in I'm feeling all of those things that you're describing, right? That sort of yeah. peace and rebirth and cleansing. And I feel like I can see that in his face. It's the only time that he's still the whole music video. Like, otherwise he's like, he's up and he's down. Like, even when he's sitting down, he's he's like still like pulling at his hair and like calling on the phone, like so restless until the moment that the flood comes and he sort of surrenders. Like the intro of all the water, like whooshing in comes at the exact moment in the song when it's like, save, save, save. And it's just like, it's really powerful stuff. Like, it's turning us both into film critics all of a sudden. Usually we're just, like, <laughs> slobbering on our microphones about how hot we think we are, which we did do. Um, but, like, it's a really powerful moment, right? Like, the lyrics yeah. match the visuals so yeah. well, and, and I'm really moved. I really like this music. Yeah, I think it's a good music video. I mean, it has everything I could ever want. Yeah. Dougie and water. Right, it's like angry Dougie, sad Dougie. 
what, Dougie? I mean, really, you're what? You're <laughs> like this is perfect for you. This checks out my boxes. Right? <laughs> my boxes are checked. <laughs> Love it. All right, I'm about to throw in an interpretation, like plot twist. Am I going to ruin all of these powerful symbolic cleanliness vibes we just articulated? You think it's a dream, don't you? I don't think it's a dream, though I wish that if my room flooded, it would magically be clean the next day. Or if I trashed my room, it would magically be clean the next day. But, so, he's trashed his room. He's knocked everything over. And then, like, in comes the flood. And then one of the lamps falls into the water behind him, and there are, like, a bunch of sparks. Okay. It seems to me like electricity meets water, and then everything in this room is like right, and then it fades to black, and then it's the morning, and the room is clean, and he's like, ah, and he stands up. Is Dougie dead in the morning? Big life change. (laughs) End of one cycle, start of another. I don't think it's all, like, a dream, but there's just, like, that seems really dangerous, right? It's, like, flood, sparks, black, and then it's, like, a brand new day. Well, have you ever so sad that you just imagined tearing apart a room and what would happen if you just died? So did you ask me if I thought it was a dream because you think it's a dream? I don't think it's a dream. I think it's symbolism. (laughs) (laughs) I think it could be all of these things. (laughs) I don't know that I actually think Dougie's dead in the, like, in this music video, in this sort of, like, that's how we're supposed to read it way, but, like, it is there. It's worth asking. It's a little bit ominous, even though I think it's also peaceful. Yeah. Well, death is peaceful. For the ones that are dead, I guess. <laughs> I was trying to decide how serious I should be if I should make a joke. But I'm, like, saying, have you, like, ever been so sad that, like, you imagine? Like, I don't know. I've never been broken up with. Well, that's a lie. But, like, I've never been so sad about a breakup where I've been wanting to trash a room. Because I think when I'm broken up with, I get more sad than I get angry. Mm-hmm. Same as these. I, I don't think I've ever been, like, I need to... Trash a room. What I'm saying is, like, maybe, like, maybe the trashing of the room and the flooding and the rain and all of that, maybe it was a dream. Maybe I am saying it was a dream because he just wakes up the next day in his same clothes. And when I'm sad, I just go to sleep. Right. You think you think he's just sort of like imagining, like, this is what I would do if I could, or like this is what I want to do, but I'm not going to. Yes. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think that's a totally also valid interpretation. The room is magically cleaned in the morning, right? Like, that's worth coming back to. But also, like, if he was dead and he woke up in, like, the afterlife, why would the afterlife be his same room? This is a very valid point. What kind of afterlife is that? That seems really crummy. a ghost now, but he's in the (laughs) same place. I don't know. First, he was an alien... And then he was a ghost. I don't know if aliens can die. So I don't think alien Dougie is actually dead. I'm not saying your interpretation is morbid. 
and a little bit scary. I think it is morbid and a little bit scary. Especially because he was, you know, depressed and killing himself with alcohol. That's well, really sad. That's not part of the video, Stephanie. The person who wrote the script probably didn't know that. But, but yes, like like I said in the beginning, like there is something that makes this whole video more sad when you know what's happening in Dougie's real life right now. Back then. Yeah. I know what a really we're really cheerful people today. <laughs> Do you want to hear a joke? Uh, someone asked me what the ninth letter of the alphabet is. It took a hard guess, but I was right. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll repeat it one more time. Someone asked me what the ninth letter of the alphabet is. It took a hard guess, but I was right. Is there supposed to be a letter in there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the ninth letter of the alphabet, Sam? Oh! the stage for our last order of business which is um <laughs> is there a thirsty award for this? <laughs> well here's the age-old joke for you <laughs> who is not more thirsty than dougie who drowns in a flood <laughs> i say he's not thirsty at all he got more than enough water <laughs> <laughs> the not so thirsty award Actually, I could use it with a little less water award. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, this was so hard because, like, they're all so sad and serious. Like, even in the performance parts, like, I feel like they don't even look at each other. Because, like, sometimes we're like, it's that time no. that Tom and Danny shared a microphone. But, like, there's nothing like that in this one. Like, they're all, like, they don't even look at each other. No. Yeah, they don't even look at each other. And, like, if we're going to take the water analogies out of there... Um, we could go back to our interpretation of the song, and since Dougie is the focal point in the video, not the song, um, he's probably, he's thirsting after his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, if thirsty means horny, like he, you know, so he's like calling the girl on the phone, right? Um, that's probably, I mean, you know, I think of like a thirsty phone call, like a booty call, that's not what that is, right? That's probably very desperate. I know we just broke up, but come over here! <laughs> Yeah, I doubt that's what he was saying. I think he was probably like, if you listen to the things that your friends say. But, like, yeah. So he's like, right, there's his girlfriend. And then I also wondered if 
you could nominate like a, a like hypothetical version of Dougie, right? Which is like the Dougie that his girlfriend's friends think he is. Whoa, like, whoa. Not pictured. Whoa. Is that too meta? Like, keep in mind that at one point, Arms <laughs> won the Thirsty Award. You know, like, that 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 person is not in this video. That person may or may not exist, but, like, the guy in her friend's stories is, like, a thirsty, cheating loser. Yeah. I agree. So, like, maybe he's the thirstiest of them all, except for he just doesn't exist. Except for in her friend's head. And her head now, which is part of the problem. So, can you give someone who doesn't exist an award? I mean, we're giving <laughs> it to a lot of non-human entities. But they have always been there in physiology. Uh, I can't speak words. Words are hard. Someone teach me English. I is the ninth letter of the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> As you learn tonight, thanks. <laughs> And you're welcome. Um, yeah, but they have o- always physically been in the video, though. They've never been, like, a, a thought. Like an idea. Yeah. You're right. It was my best nomination, but it doesn't have to be the winner, <laughs> right? You could just be like, sorry, you can't nominate an idea. But either or, either if we do the idea or if we do the actual Doug in the video, both of those are Doug. It's true. So Dougie would get the award. So you can pick to choose which one it was, but it was ultimately Doug. I agree. And uh, so we'll add him to the stats. Dougie gets another Thirsty Award. (laughs) Dougie wins! My baby! Even though he's sad. (laughs) He wins, (laughs) but at what cost? <laughs> he wins by being the only one <laughs> in the music video. That's he not true. The others his... were there and they did not show up for us. Hair done. <clears throat> he can use his tears as loop. Who hasn't? Um <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming this week. Uh <laughs> Well, uh, do you have any final thoughts? Uh prayers for me or <laughs> any questions i don't know why you would have questions for me i do actually have a question for you oh party girl is a great music video we had a lot of great things to say about it that's the truth is a great music video we had a lot of great things to say about it of the two videos which one do you like best party girl wow there wasn't even any hesitation there nope i think that's probably true for me too Even though this one was really beautiful and powerful and we had a lot of really, like, deep things to say about it. And, and it was Dougie-centric, which, like, checked all my boxes. Like, Doug was there. Doug was crying. Doug was angry. All boxes checked. Thank you. But have you seen Party Girl? It's <laughs> just so it? sexy. <laughs> Please go back and listen to our hour-long drool fest known as the Party Girl Breakdown. So... If you agree, disagree, or just want to make two new friends, please follow and talk to us on our social media accounts at Miku the Podcast. If you want to follow us on our personal accounts, you can follow me on Twitter at Steph to Do. That's Steph underscore T O D O. Or you can find me on Twitter at Sam underscore Edmonds one twenty two. And we'll see you next time with the album episode for what's this album called? Above the noise. <laughs> Above. The owl episode for Above the Noise. We 
don't even know who McFly are. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>